You are listening to the End of the Day Podcast with Carrie Watterson, episode 45. The End of the Day Podcast is a show for people who want to better understand the mind-body connection so they can stop sabotaging their own happiness and success. It's a place where we geek out about the science behind why we do what we do so we can change what we want in an emotionally healthy and sustainable way. I'm your host, Life and Mindset Coach Carrie Watterson. Each week, I'll share tools and concepts to help you see through the thinking that's been holding you back in your relationships, your work, and your life. If you're ready to own your thoughts, if you're ready to move on from your past, if you're ready to stop wishing and actually start doing, this podcast is for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Three. The Weekly Three is a series where I bring you three thoughts, tools, or concepts to help you on your journey but in a condensed format so you can get what you need and move on with your day with renewed hope, determination, and commitment to your own personal growth. This week's topics, one, other people's opinions, two, cognitive tools, and three, boxing ourselves in. Let's get started. One, other people's opinions. If you let people's perception of you dictate your behavior, you will never grow as a person. But if you leave yourself open to experience, despite what others think, then you will learn and grow. William Daniels, a.k.a. Mr. Feeney, Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 16. It's human nature to want acceptance and approval from others. That's just how our brains are wired. If others accept us, we feel safer and more secure. If we don't feel accepted, our brains sense danger. In more primitive times, acceptance meant access to shared food, housing, and protection. And if others accepted us, we were more likely to attract a mate, reproduce, and do our part to propagate the species. We can see why being evolutionarily wired to crave acceptance, approval, and belonging leads to feeling like something's gone wrong if we sense a threat to any one of those. Over time, we learn how to make ourselves more pleasing to others. We pick up cues. We absorb messaging. We shapeshift, contort, and conform so others are more comfortable with us. In doing so, We calm the primitive part of our brain, the part that vigilantly scans for threats to our survival, but at the expense of our own identity. Who are we when we're not people-pleasing or conforming? What do we like? What do we dislike? What do we want? I heard Jodi Moore ask this question recently on her podcast, crediting her colleague Chris Plackey. What do you really, 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 really want? What do you secretly want in your life? I think I got those reallys down. I tried to count exactly the number. (laughs) But if you ask yourself that question and you give yourself some time and space, 
to really explore that question. What comes up for you? What thoughts would you need to work on to make what you really, 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 really want a reality? Chances are your work will include getting to know yourself, taking steps to honor what you truly want in life, and learning to be comfortable in your own skin. It's such important work. And in order to do it, we will need to challenge ourselves to be okay with others possibly having thoughts about us. People may have thoughts about us. And some of them might be wrong. And some of them might be right. That's okay. People can have thoughts about us. In the meantime, we'll be over here growing, expanding, creating, and living. Two, cognitive tools. Remembering your why isn't a platitude. It's a cognitive tool to help you shift out of autopilot mode so you can stay focused on what matters most. If you find yourself resisting a concept that you know makes sense intellectually and that you know would benefit you, try calling it a tool. Example, it could be a cognitive tool, a productivity tool, an abundance mindset tool, a self-love tool, an awareness tool, a mental wellness tool, an inner critic tool, a consistency tool, self-acceptance tool. You get what I'm saying. Let me add a few more. A self-compassion tool, a self-healing tool, a nervous system regulation tool, a growth mindset tool, a goal-setting tool, a self-accountability tool, a self-motivational tool, inner work tool, inner child tool, self-validation tool, self-trust tool, belief tool, self-concept tool, self-worth tool. You get what I'm saying. The end goal of personal growth work is to find what works best for our unique brains and nervous systems. This requires being tuned into our own internal states so we can learn how we best receive and process information. It's easy to reject something as not working when, in fact, we might have just needed to break it down in a way that our unique minds and bodies could receive and act on. Once I realized how open and receptive my brain was to personal growth and development tools, particularly ones rooted in neuroscience, I look for ways to turn concepts into tools. Think about concepts you've been resisting, the ones you know make logical sense but you just can't seem to get on board. Don't be afraid to hold up a mirror and see where you might be judging a concept that you'd love to embrace. The act of judgment, conscious or subconscious, is going to impact effectiveness. Some questions you might consider. What are my thoughts about this concept? What feelings does the thought of embracing this concept invoke? Am I being persuaded by others' opinions of the concept, or are my thoughts and feelings about it entirely my own? What if this was a truly powerful concept for me? What would I need to think and feel to embrace it? If I decided to go all in on using this concept to help me grow, what would that look like? What would I need to be thinking, feeling, and doing? What would I no longer be thinking, feeling, and doing? And who would I get to become as a result? Three, boxing ourselves in. 
I didn't free myself from one box, only to climb into another. This one's a little bit more personal. Lately, I've been noticing an internal reactivity to anti-hustle mentality. I felt myself feeling, quotes wrong for wanting to focus more on taking action, on setting and achieving bigger goals than I previously have set for myself, on challenging myself to find ways to get things done in the day that I wanted to, in part because I wanted to dispel my own limiting belief that I'm not good at keeping a calendar. I noticed part of me felt wrong for wanting to create a bigger life and maybe even a bit afraid or nervous, maybe that's more correct, to share this with others in my circle especially because some might have a negative opinion about me. That's when I realized I had done all this work to free myself from one box. If you've been listening to this podcast, that would be the hustling for worthiness box, only to climb right back into another box, the anti-hustle box. Boxes can be sacred spaces. They can serve as a sanctuary, a temporary shelter from all the noise, a place to catch our breath and return to center so we can decide from a more peaceful place which direction we'd like to go. But if we're doing healing and growth work, we're going to eventually outgrow our boxes, and that's a beautiful thing. Next time you find yourself reacting or feeling conflicted and can't quite put a finger on why, consider if you've traded one box for another. Maybe you thought you had done work to free yourself and didn't realize that you had inadvertently climbed into another box. Is it possible that you've received what you were meant to learn from this stage and you are now ready to move on? I know it can feel scary to leave a place of the known to venture out into the unknown so you can evolve. But what if the inner work you've been doing all along has prepared you for your next evolution? Check in with your body. See how that lands. And the thing about boxes is that once you're aware you're in one, you get to choose whether or not you want to stay there. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's Weekly 3. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Remember... At the end of the day, we have one life. How do you want to live it? How do you want to show up? Let's think about it. And then let's get to work. All right. Have a great week. Take care. Coaching isn't just for athletes or for select people. It's for anyone who wants support while doing the work to grow. Hi, I'm Life and Mindset Coach Carrie Watterson. If you've ever wondered what it would be like to work with a coach, I invite you to sign up for a free 90-minute deep dive coaching call with me so you can experience firsthand how working on your mindset will forever change your life. If what you've been doing so far hasn't been working, let's talk. I offer one-on-one coaching sessions for three to six months. I help you see where your thoughts are tripping you up 
and keeping you from the life you want. Go to kerrywaterson.com or email me at carrie at kerrywaterson.com to book your free call this week. That's K-A-R-I at K-A-R-I-W-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N dot com. If you're not following me on Instagram, that's where I regularly share tips, tools, and resources on all things mindset and mindfulness. My new Instagram name is at underscore this one life. That's at underscore this one life. At the end of the day, we have one life. How do you want to live yours? Think about it. And then let's get to work. 